start us now. Maybe it is start us now. But I mean, you know, I, I just don't know if we're ever going to fix the other generations. Yeah. Anyhow, welcome to Dead Pods. Yeah. There was about a there was about an hour discussion that we just had about uh, how Generation X is the best generation. Yes, it is. Um, uh, clearly, a uh, lot of it's COVID related, and it related to the AIDS crisis back in the late '80s and early '90s. Oh, that it were recorded. Now, if all that were recorded, that would be awesome. But you know, we don't we don't do things like hit record right when we start. Mm-mm. We sort of warm up and start you know get our groove on. I'm almost done with my martini. Yeah, that's too bad. I, I'm I'm getting a little. This is more of like a, a gin and tonic kind of thing here. Yeah. Polar, polar water and tonic. Um, polar water, gin and tonic. So, so speaking of Gen X, we're, we're talking about WandaVision, of course. Yes. We have the past two weeks. Uh-huh. Now, is this show meant for Gen X? Because I believe it is our generation who can appreciate this show the most because we still had reruns on TV. So all of the TV references were there. Yeah. Uh, the comic books, right mm-hmm. in our wheelhouse. All of the sure. classic comic stories, basically when we were coming of age, right? Like mm-hmm. everything referenced here. Yeah. Is this the first TV show entirely taking Gen X square dead in the eye and just making it for us? Yeah. I mean, you know, I would say that except, so except Nick at Night. Remember Nick mm. at Night? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that would bleed into millennials a little bit. Okay. Because they could watch old, you know, reruns of television shows, but only a select few. Sure. I, I will say the older millennials, they, they can come into the fold. I'll let them in. I'll open up the Gen X door yeah. for them and allow them yeah. into the fold so that they don't have to be associated with those young millennials. Yeah, but like, like you know, certainly boomers are going to look at, are going to, you know, frown upon comic books in general. Hmm. Um, yep. you know, and we've talked about Martin Scorsese, maybe. maybe yeah, he, he's the ultimate he boomer. He's, yeah, he's an ultimate boomer. He doesn't like comic books. This is right. all just, you know, content, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, Gen, what's the next one? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're certainly not going to get a lot of the, the older TV references. No Nick at Night, right? So they have no idea. Like that yeah. the TV stuff makes The people no sense. that are just streaming generations. So that's probably going to be, what, 15 and under? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I, people, you know, I haven't really been watching network television for the last few or four, three or four years. Certainly. So this and, I'm, is... and I'm a Gen Xer, so I probably, right. you know, watched it a little longer than most, you know, cord cutter right so th- this brings up a, a good question so you know my kids are now into watching the mcu mm-hmm. going through things this is quite the delight for me <laughs> but when we get to wandavision i wonder because again they are the streaming generation if they're going to be able to understand and appreciate these early episodes that we are going through right now right now how did your son react you know my son liked the show oh. um but i will tell you uh, I had planned, you know, after it was all done, because I loved this show, and we've yeah. been clear on that, you and I. Um, I wanted to actually, like, then re-binge it that mm-hmm. weekend after it. And he was like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to be a little bored if I rewatch it. Mm. So he hasn't wanted to rewatch it. So um, we haven't, mm-hmm. uh, just as a just as, as a side. Um, and... I, I think he liked it, but I think there was a lot of this stuff that he doesn't get. I mean, he's never seen an episode of I Love Lucy. He's never seen right. an episode of The Brady Bunch. He's never seen an episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show or the Dick Van Dyke show or yep. any of these shows that are, I don't want to say they're spoofed because they're not, it's not a spoof. No, it's, it's, really a, it's an, an homage. homage to. Yeah. It's, a, it's 100% an homage. Like mm-hmm. 
it is written as if it were an episode of that show with these characters. Yes, yes. Within the internal structure of those shows. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. Which is really interesting because nowadays you can only get those things like we, we talk about a spoof because that's the only way you get to see these things referenced now, like a, mm -hmm. a parody. And this is not a parody. No. It's, it's an homage and it's such a weird thing to not have. No. Oh, so like we have Stranger Things, which is an homage to 80s movies, right? Culture. Culture yeah. in general. And it's, it all takes place there. That's the only way to do that. I've not seen anything else that gets to do. It's an homage to sitcoms, like sitcom history. <laughs> that's where it would yeah. be. Yeah. And it's such a, and it's also largely a genre that's 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 been dying. Yeah, like there there aren't a lot of like certainly certainly network. I mean, no one is watching network television anymore. But yeah, like what's a like a like what's a memorable sitcom of the last five years? So the only ones I can think of are ones that have ended within the right. five years. So Modern Family ended. That was a classic one. Right, which started 15 years ago. Right, right. It was on forever. And the other one that was memorable that ended was How I Met Your Mother. Again, yeah. an older one. The yeah. new ones are not I think you could created. probably throw Big Bang Theory into there. That ended recently. I never watched that, but yeah, that ended recently too. Right. Um, but like something like uh, uh, Schitt's Creek, which is kind of you know, mm -hmm. a streaming only uh, sitcom. Right. Um taking a lot of the sort of same structure of, of uh, you know, uh, the, the modern sitcom. Uh, but uh, I didn't like it, mm. I will say that. Um, but that would be the only other one that would be in the same category, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I think that the new formats don't, it doesn't, sitcoms not that long ago, it used to be the, the number one most popular format by mm -hmm. far. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe this is like the change, like Lost or whatever. But network TV has become more serials are, are the thing, right? Like sure. serialized dramas. I mean, I mean, back when you and I were kids, I mean, NBC Thursday Night. Yep. Right. Where you had both, you know, going back into the '90s, where you had uh, Seinfeld and Friends that were mm -hmm. on. You know, I think that was Thursday Night. Yeah, those were Thursday. And then, and then you know, a, a generation earlier, you had. Uh, I don't know if it was the same network, but it was, you know, you had like growing pains and who's the boss Yeah. in the same night. And that was like, you had to be home for those. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, definitely sitcoms were the number one most popular format. Mm -hmm. And the, they're still popular for sure, but not, it's, I don't know, the stream, streaming is not allowed, not, has not been kind to the format. So. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, a couple of things sort of, killed the format one you got rid of the the live audience mm -hmm. what's what's really nice about these first few episodes of this show wandavision is it's it's got that that sense of being filmed in front of a live mm -hmm. audience so there's like a laugh track and there's well there was a live audience right like yeah we know, the first one had a live audience right 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 so um because it was obviously filmed pre-pandemic where you could actually have an audience um and you know the uh, the last couple of like um, you and I are huge fans of Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. um, and uh, similarly The Office is similar is like this too. But there's no laugh track, there's no audience that's that's in there. Mm -hmm. The Observer is like a camera who's like a like a like a documentarian filmmaker, right? Right. Who's like, and the and the and the setup is that there's this documentarian that's following these people around all the time. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, many, I think Modern Family does this too, right? Yep, it has the pseudo documentary, even though there's never a docu, which is there's, funny because there's never the, a setup of it. Yeah, yeah, the office, the final episode reveals the, the documentary that's there, uh -huh. and, and they get to watch it. You never see that in Modern Family. It's like a and documentary. You never see that in Parks and Rec. It's just yes. like, you know, you, you you have these little moments where somebody is sitting in a chair in front of a wall. Mm -hmm. And they and they're like they're answering questions, and they'll be like, and so da 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 da, or you get that little sly look into the camera, mm -hmm. like like right, the, like Jim from The Office was the best at this. Yeah, John Krasinski. Stop jimming the camera. Yeah, that's yeah. Like stop a... jimming the camera. Exactly. And that, but that's like, that's the thing of, of like modern sitcoms. You don't have these modern sitcoms anymore, that are like these three uh, these two that we talked about before and the one that we're going to talk about today yeah. and the next well two of the next or three of the next four episodes are like this too yep um where you, you've got these kind of weird uh worlds that each each of these episodes creates right so so since i end up watching a lot of these i do know an area where the sitcom still still is alive and kicking uh it's probably not where you expect the Disney Channel and actually okay. even Nickelodeon, there are a lot of teen sitcoms that are made. They're made okay. on its and they they follow the format. There's a laugh track. It follows the same structure as the classic sitcom. And they just happen to be aimed at like teenagers, well, probably particularly popular with teenage girls. Like that's, yeah. that's the demographic. I wonder if this is I wonder if this is a function of the success. It's something that I that totally missed me. I mean, I've I've probably seen a lot of them, but just because I I was a I was a consumer of television, but yeah, Saved by the Bell and that whole. So there was Saved by the Bell, and then there was a bunch of ABC shows that were either on a, like a Friday night or a Saturday night. TGIF. It's it was the ABC. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so Friday like night. the '90s and early 2000s. So like uh, Boy Meets World mm -hmm. and uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yep. And other shows like that where they were they were geared towards not necessarily even teens they were almost geared towards tweens yeah right it, it, yeah, so the kids that weren't allowed out yes <laughs> <laughs> oh i watched the heck out of those by the way <laughs> so you're a that, couple of years younger than me i was allowed yeah. to go out of the house but. yeah I, I couldn't go and uh <laughs> I, I totally enjoy those um and then my kids now they told there's a whole slew of these that are now available on streaming and netflix has figured this out and they've started making them so you might hear this show a lot that's popular. It's Alexa and Katie. Okay. That's, that's made by Netflix. It's about two friends. One of them like had cancer, is in remission. So that, that's the whole plot. And it's a classic sitcom is the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's about these two friends. And like there's limited sets. There's a laugh track. Follows the format. Uh, it even has the mom is played by Tif Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Or Tiffany Thiessen now. I don't remember. Of course, from Saved by, Saved by the Bell. Saved thing. by the Bell. So we're See, coming I full only circle. Ever know, I, know, I only ever know her from the uh, from Beverly Hills 902. I was yeah. watching that show at the time. Yeah. Because uh, that was a little bit more, you know. A little older. Risque. And she was like, her first like episode, she was smoking pot and she was having sex with people. It was, you know, she yeah. was, she was. The, that the, is not the, the Kalik Kapowski that I know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the point is like, these shows exist. It's just to fit a different format now. And it, and it is just interesting. It's not hitting the zeitgeist in the same way that it used to. But we have this show, which is awesome, WandaVision. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, did yeah. we want to talk about WandaVision? Yeah, now let's let's start. Now we've talked about where we are. <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about so, uh, so so episode three, which is uh called Now in Color. Mm-hmm. Because uh spoiler alert, uh the show is now in color. The first two episodes have been largely in black and white. There were a couple of um uh colorful moments, mm-hmm. right? So uh I think we mentioned them. Um we have uh, a helicopter. Vision. Vision yep. is at one point red, and then, but yeah, there's a helicopter that was colored um, yep. uh, at that point uh, during episode two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a couple of moments, but this is all now in color. Uh, and I think the uh, the episode, the, the, the show that this is clearly referencing and um, uh, honoring, right? Because it's not it's not a spoof; it's an homage. Is really like the Brady Bunch. Would be yeah, where I would go. The opening segment even has Vision making the swing set in their backyard. It it right. is the dead ringer for the Brady Bunch. Yeah, backyard. and we have our and we have our uh, nine by nine in the in the intro. There's a nine by nine uh, uh, squares yep. where everybody is. Yeah. Sort of, all the different characters are kind of sort of represented. Um, yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's definitely great. A, and. And this is just an aside, and I know that we, we, we do want to get into the show, but um, when I was growing up, um, now there was certainly in the mid to late 90s, which I would have been already in my like 20s, 18, 20s, uh, there, was a, there was a re-appreciation of the Brady Bunch. There was a Brady, couple Brady Bunch movies. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, you know, like, hey, Brady Bunch was a really important movie, uh, TV show for the time and everything, mm-hmm. and, it, and it did a lot. When I was growing up, like the when I was, you know, a teenager, everybody that I knew hated the Brady Bunch. Ha, really? It was yeah. so, it was so, it was, it was so kitsch. Yeah. It was so uh, unnecessarily cloyingly sweet. <laughs> you know, it was a little bit like a caramel apple that you get at the, uh, that at the, at the fair. It was just, it was too sweet. Mm-hmm. There was just, there was no meat to it. There was nothing that, that kind of, made you want to care about any of the characters mm-hmm. you know it was it was mostly a joke mm-hmm. and it is interesting to me that 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 show has kind of taken on different the way people look at it differently over the years is is has kind of has made me kind of you know reappreciate it yeah it, it's interesting because again i'm just a few years younger so i never had that because when i watched it i was very young i was only seeing it mm-hmm. in reruns yeah and uh so i i never i wasn't old enough to have this like backlash like oh counterculture whatever yeah. and then later on the, the movies came out so like i all i ever experienced was like hey it's just this rerun that's on tv when i came home mm-hmm. and then it's later on it's like the reappreciation so i never knew about this uh brady bunch hate yeah th- there was definitely some brady bunch hate it was more like thank god that's off the air mm-hmm. you know because when you think about like you know what was on the air sort of at the similar time uh, as it was getting popular, you know, you had All in the Family, you had MASH. Mm-hmm. These these were shows that had some sort of meat to them. That had some, yeah, you know. yeah a little bit of pathos. So, like, yeah. All in the Family had some bite. It's it's a bit more edgy, right? Yeah, and MASH obviously had its. It was the first dramedy, sure. right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so we're in color in this yeah. episode. Uh, Wanda is pregnant, still mm-hmm. pregnant. Yep. very pregnant she's like getting more and more pregnant every scene it seems like uh and it's moving very 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 fast 
Yeah. Uh, this actually comes directly from the comics. Um, mm -hmm. In the Vision and Wanda uh, uh, show, um, or not show, but the comic comic book, she does get pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, spoiler alert, it, in the comics, it is a fig figment of her own creation. Okay. And... Uh, was it Mephisto? There was a, there was a, there was an element of it. Oh, see, Mephisto. Yeah, so see, Mephisto. Um, uh, so, you know, Wanda, uh, Vision gets the, the doctor because mm -hmm. that's what, that's what men in the sixties and seventies did. You, you went and got your doctor and the doctor came to your house. Yep. Pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah. good luck doing you know, that home, now. Home visits, home visits were something that happened in the, in TV shows. Would never happen now. Yeah. And I wonder, and I wonder if that's actually, if that actually happened or if it was just, they didn't have to build another set. No way so in heck are they? Just, yeah, they just called it a home visit. Yeah, yeah, they just called it a home visit. The doctor comes to their their house and everything like that. It's fine. Yeah, they're not going to build that yeah. hospital set for one scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so the doctor comes. He says, "Oh, everything's fine. I'm going to Bermuda. See you guys later." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, what what what? Any impressions of this first sort of bit? of the show so far so, so one of the things here like the the doctor is a little interesting mm -hmm. if i remember him right he's he's a little odd and at, at this time the thing that i remember about the the pregnancy is uh it, it is actually really sweet like the mm -hmm. vision and her like the way that they interact is really nice and it's, it's very time appropriate i would say yeah i think i think what you're kind of Kind of reaching for is there's there's a little bit of awkwardness mm -hmm. between the characters and a lot of it has to do with you know vision and wander are still trying to hide their abilities yeah but then the other thing that's sort of that's coming into it and this comes in much uh throughout this episode and you see it more in future episodes is the world that is created mm -hmm. whoever it's created by sort of you're starting to see cracks yeah right? yeah you're starting to see little hiccups. Um, you know, the we saw speed it. of the pregnancy is there. Like that's the speed like, of the pregnancy is weird. Yeah. And so, so he, the doctor's got to yeah. explain that, and he can't yeah. really. And here's the other funny thing: is like even though we have these two characters who are clearly trying to hide their abilities, they know they have extraordinary abilities that are not normal. They have no explanation for this pregnancy. Right. So that they can't. They, it just doesn't make any sense. So that so even it doesn't though it makes sense to them, so they're asking somebody in the uh in the community yeah. that also has nothing no idea what's, right. what's coming next yeah which is an interesting thing like storytelling wise of like in general they have more control over their environment than anyone else because you know, she has right. magical powers he's a robot and can do all these things yeah and yet there's still this area where they don't have control mm -hmm. and so it's, a, it's again like a, a storytelling like you know, of a little violation of expectations, right? They, they have their expectations for what they should be able to do to the world. And yet there are still things mm -hmm. imparted on them that they have no control over. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, the two characters, uh, they, they, they then start to, you know, do the things that, that couples do when they are, they're expecting. They're creating yeah. a nursery, they're building a crib, they're doing all that stuff, right? They're thinking about baby names. Wanda likes the name Tommy, Vision likes the name Billy. <laughs> This is kind of a significant moment. Yes. Um, we might, so Wanda starts to have 
uh, what we would call Braxton Hicks contractions. Yep. You and I have both uh, our fathers, so we know what mm -hmm. these are. Yep. Uh, I don't think they mention them in the show, but you know they're clearly like it's the it's the contractions that you have when you're not actually in labor. Right. I'm sure they're painful. Yes. Um, uh, go women, you lot. Yes. Uh, this, this is Dad Pods. We are very pro moms. We are pro moms. Yes. Yeah, um, but it knocks out the uh, the power for like all of the town. Right. <laughs> and, and I think this is interesting. And like this, this might be the first sense that we get that Wanda's powers can affect the whole town. Yes. Right. Not just she doesn't have just immediate control over what's around her. So she has a much larger thing and her, her powers at this point, as she's feeling these pains as she's going through like, uh pregnancy the the her powers she loses a little bit of control over them yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's a little bit of foreshadowing certainly yeah. uh barbara eden and bewitch never could affect a whole town yeah well barbara eden was from uh, a, a, a dream of genie oh could could i dream of genie affect the whole town who was in bewitched? so bewitched was uh the actress was uh oh god dang it yeah, it's gonna drive me Samantha is the character. I can't remember the, the name of the actress. I will stall while you IMDb <laughs> that one, um, and tell you that 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 I will say that you know I, I watched most of *I Dream of Genie* in uh, reruns. That was certainly one of my first crushes. Yeah. And uh, I can't Elizabeth Montgomery. Elizabeth Montgomery. Woo! Uh, I yeah, watched so, I watched so many of those. I can't tell you a single episode like plot <laughs> at all, other than they're all the same. Right, so so Bewitched was sort of the last last episode of One Division. Yeah. Um, so uh, now we have our. Uh, it starts raining in their <laughs> living room. Yep. Of and course. And then we go to a commercial break, and this commercial break is, I think the uh, of the commercial breaks. This is maybe the most significant of the of the ones. It's it was certainly significant from a plot standpoint. I thought. Right. Yeah. yeah so, so the, and this also this this ad also. Uh, reminded me so much of an actual ad from that era. Yeah, it was a Calgon or something Cal like that. Calgon, take me away. So yeah. there was a there was an ad for a bubble bath. Right. Uh, back in the late seventies, early and, and extended for a long time. Because mm -hmm. you know, this was a, this was an ad thing that just it didn't it wasn't just like one commercial. It was you know an entire ad thing for, an an ad. Uh, marketing campaign for for a generation almost mm -hmm. i don't know that you can still buy calgon they probably went under i'm not sure but anyway so in in this reality it's hydra soak mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's this this is the second hydra reference we've gotten in commercials right so the far. first one was the first one was strucker watches from the last episode right so this is uh perhaps uh you know going back into uh wanda's history and some of the trauma maybe that she's faced or if, at this point in time so i'm thinking uh this is a hint at like what's actually going on so mm -hmm. you know as an audience you're not sure what's right. what's the deal here mm -hmm. an actual quote from this uh ad i thought was interesting was uh when you want to get away but you don't want to go anywhere hmm. yeah which it seems a little bit like a little bit a lot of the people in this little world yeah and it also hit me in a in a pandemic sort of yeah uh, light. It's like yeah. we can't really go anywhere, but we kind of want to sure. get away. Um, 
Yeah, so um, uh, the ad shows to, uh, uh, kind of an overwhelmed mother with yep. two kids. Um, interestingly enough, these two kids are in a mixed race family. Mm. Yep. Which, uh, and, I, and I sort of went down this, uh, this rabbit hole on this. Like, so the first mixed race, race, mixed race couple on television was uh, Lucy and Desi right. from the I Love Lucy show. Um, a lot of the firsts come from that show, but the first sort of black and white, um, relationship, I couldn't find anything earlier than the Jeffersons mm -hmm. with, uh, the Willis, um, couple. And, uh, did you watch the Jeffersons at all? Oh yeah. Are you, are you familiar with it? Absolutely. They didn't have children, correct? No, they did not. Right. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. So they were they were they were a mixed race couple, but they weren't you know doing the evil thing of you know having children. <laughs> right. So they, they had to hide that. They had to hide their well. Wait, they they the weren't they weren't mixed though, right? They they were both black. No, no, no. The the their their neighbors. Oh right, their the neighbors. Jefferson's neighbors. So the right. so uh, right. Roxy Rocker or yeah, Roxy, yeah. what's what was her name? I think it was Roxy Roker. Uh, mm -hmm. Who's actually uh, Lenny Kravitz's mom? Hmm. Was the was the was the the character, and then um, they the actor was like the whitest oh, man you can think of. That's right. Back. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of that. That couple of had children. No, they definitely. Now, I could be not. wrong. If you guys are listening out there and you remember that that, that couple had children, yeah. Um, my whole argument is shot. I didn't <laughs> look it up, but I, I I don't believe that they had children, and I think that that was a that was a a clear. Um, uh like a concession made to concession the concession made by the by the by the network that they weren't going to have yeah you know a mixed race couple that was going to be have mixed race babies out there right yeah but anyway yeah so that so this 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 ad has a mixed race uh thing which clearly would not have happened even in the 70s right which is clearly where we're at in time um and we've talked a little bit about like the 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 mixed the multiracial sort of component of this show so far, WandaVision. Yep. Where there are characters that are in a 1960s television show, but that would never have been allowed to be actors in the 1960s. Exactly. Show. Yeah. Uh, and that's interesting. Yeah. So again, something's going on. Something's a little something's different. Something's going on. So yeah, it's not it's not all white. It's not all, you know. She pushed those beds together on her, on her own and allowed mm -hmm. that to go on out on the air. Yep. So that's interesting. So anyway, so back to the show, uh, you know, Vision's worried about Wanda. So he runs off to try to find the doctor before he goes to Bermuda, mm -hmm. uh, leaving her alone. Her powers are still very uncontrolled. She's trying to, you know, do this little um, nursery for her uh, upcoming baby. Mm -hmm. uh, and the stork that she painted on the wall comes to life. Yes. Which is and, interesting. Yeah. And at the time that it comes to life, I wasn't sure if that was her own powers or a different power that right. makes the, that happen. It's still not clear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we're going to try to avoid as many spoilers into the future episodes just so it sort of makes sense that we're, we're doing it. But it's, it's not clear at this point whether Wanda has made this world, someone else has made this world. Right. Whether Wanda has some control over this world or complete control over this world, it's not right. clear. So uh, Geraldine from the previous episode uh, uh, visits mm -hmm. Wanda 
at this time. Uh, I think it's interesting that uh, that Geraldine is wearing pants. Yes, pantsuit. I believe uh, pantsuit, or you know, and she's the first. I believe she's the first female character on WandaVision so thus far to wear pants. That makes sense because I yeah. for, because I think uh, pants would not have been allowed uh, on television for any woman until about the 1970s. <laughs> that that's really true. I'm trying to think, and I'm, I'm trying to look. I'm like actively scrolling through the episode now as we. Uh, as we talk about it yeah like agnes doesn't wear pants not yet later on spoiler alert she's got some you know exercise pants yeah i think that's okay we don't have to that's not agnes wears pants oh my gosh yeah so it does seem like maybe the sexual revolution happened off screen yes totally because it's far more it's far more hip it's far more liberal it's far more kind of out there Mm -hmm. you know um it's not it's not the same geraldine from the you know, garden party. Right. Geraldine has natural hair. That's like a, a yes, a big afro too. Right. Very big. Like big full afro. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like in the f- previous episode. It was. It was uh, contoured to her head. Yes. It was clearly done up to make her look less African American. Right. right. So again, showing the era. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Wanda tries to hide her pregnancy from her, which is which is cute. Yeah. Um, and it harkened back, this is just a little Easter egg, it harkened back to a lot of the ways that TV shows in the past have hid their actresses' pregnancies. Right. So, you know, uh, somebody like, uh, a good, good example is uh, Lucy from I Love Lucy. Lucy Lucille Ball had a couple of kids while, while filming, filming that show. Um, they, never called the, they never called it the word pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baby just sort of sh- showed up one episode and it was just kind of there. Uh, she would, they would talk about it being her condition, quote unquote. But through much of the early part of the pregnancy is when she was shown, she would be like standing behind a flower vase. Yeah. Uh, they were, they, she'd be wearing big baggy clothing. Yeah. You know, so instead of, you know, a form fitting dress, it would be, you know, a very loose fitting dress or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The best example of this from sitcom history, I think, has to be Married with Children, okay. where Peggy is pregnant for a really long time. And they don't hide the fact that the actress is pregnant. And then when she delivers the baby, like in between seasons, they're like, oh, what a strange dream. Her whole pregnancy and the whole previous <laughs> season ends up being a dream because uh-huh. they just didn't want to write it into the story. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how do we account for this? Uh, so this season will be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. And that season didn't really happen. Yeah. They erased the whole season just to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a long history of, of sitcoms sort of doing this. And it's hard to do in front of a, you know, but when you've just got the cameras going, you could put something in front of her. Right. You know, and I think in this one, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, the prop is like a basket of fruit. Yeah. You know, right. That she's kind of puts in front of her to hide it from Geraldine. Yeah. But, it sort of hides it from the camera, but Geraldine can see. It's a little bizarre, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Geraldine's part of the show. Yeah, she 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 doesn't have to only look to camera. She gets to see in three dimensions. Right. So, um, yeah. So anyway, she goes into labor. Yep. Right. Um, and uh, Geraldine helps deliver the baby, and uh, we have baby Tommy. Yep. And. Uh, you know, Vision has missed the birth Vision of his child. Vision misses the birth of his child. I think he arrives just in time for, hey, there's another child. Oh, look at that. 
that's fortunate isn't it? and then and then billy is born yeah so both names get to get used yeah and uh both both babies are healthy and you know just like in any tv show when a baby's born mm-hmm. there's no gross blood or feces or any of that stuff yeah there's no mucus the baby comes out and there's a it's already swaddled in a in a blanket perfectly clean perfectly clean yeah um my kid was screaming this kid was fine yeah of course yeah we could tell stories about our children being born but it's uh, that's all right yeah every dad listening to this because you're listening to dad pods so you know yeah. yeah it's pretty gross um so uh vision has a conversation with the doctor i think it's right outside the door mm-hmm. because you know it's man talk yeah. um and the doctor says it was his trip to bermuda wasn't really a trip it was just an attempt to get out of westview right and i think he even uses the word flee or escape or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so that's interesting yeah and i think this might actually be the first sign that we've gotten that people are trapped that anyone yeah. feels trapped that feel they feel trapped yet yeah and it's not even a he's not upset about it because he's still clearly a character yep in the show but uh yeah so there is this sense of and vision's starting to get a little you know maybe his uh spidey sense is uh yeah because he also then uh he runs into uh neighbor agnes which is i think the first time we see her this this episode mm-hmm. uh and she's there with another neighbor herb uh and they're talking about geraldine yes they mentioned that you know Geraldine uh, doesn't have a house or a mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. or she doesn't really have a home, so it's unclear what's going on with her. Yep. Uh, and is this the one? And and Herb is trying to saw through the. Uh, he cuts through the wall between. Which is a little bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So so now you know there have been mild cracks before. This is the first time I think we've seen people who live in the world show strange cracks. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, it's it's unclear what's causing it, but something is going awry. Yeah. At this point. Um, so then Geraldine and Wanda, we cut to them. They're mm-hmm. having a conversation. Yep. Uh, Wanda sings a traditional Sokovian butter, uh, not butterfly, uh, lullaby. Yes. To, so, to the baby. Yeah. She, and she mentions, oh, twins, you know, I was a twin. She was a twin. Yeah, and it's Wanda who mentions this. Right. So it's what so if we're if we're if we're keeping score at home, it's Wanda who kind of broke a character. Yeah. First. And then Geraldine mentions it's like your brother was killed by Ultron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Geraldine specifically mentions the name Pietro. Yeah. Says he was he was killed by Ultron. And you know, this is confusing to Wanda. Right. Because it was almost like it was off script. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're no longer also, in their characters. And then she also notices a weird necklace that, that Geraldine has. Yep. Which is a, kind of an upside down cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what do we think about that? Yeah. <laughs> so Wanda, Wanda, Wanda doesn't seem to like this. Wanda asks... No, Wanda gets very upset. Very upset. Ask Geraldine her name. And Geraldine's like, I'm just Geraldine. And right. Geraldine's a little slow but sort of ignores that whole previous interaction, uh, you know, and then, then we pause and we cut, cut back. And then the you know, visions there, sees the kids. What happened to Geraldine? Oh, she had exactly. to go. She had to go. 
Right. And then what do we find out after that? <laughs> yeah. So Geraldine has been thrown from the town by Wanda. Yeah. Right. Like just like ejected from, from Westview. And uh, this is the first time where we see any other than, other than the, 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 the notebook from the first episode where clearly somebody is watching this show. Mm -hmm. This is the first time where we get sort of a sense of there's another reality outside of this TV show. Right. And uh, Geraldine has been thrown forcibly from the, uh, from the town and she's, it's dark. It's in a field somewhere. And there's a bunch of SUVs racing to her and sirens and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, doesn't she say uh, it was Wanda? I, I looked for that again. I actually don't know if that was in this episode or in the next episode. So Spoiler alert. It was Wanda. Yeah. She, she does say that at some point and yeah. I, I couldn't find the clip. Other interesting things like when you see her in the field. So this whole episode, we've seen everything in this sort of 70s technicolor. Mm-hmm. The field, it fits that MCU color gradient if, if you're used to it. Like all the MCU yeah. movies sort of, they fit with this, this uh, very limited color. Yeah, it's a, it's a grayer scale, yeah. Yeah, they, they intentionally do this to make the movies look similar. And now all of a sudden she's in that world, which yeah. is nice because it allows you to see like, oh yeah, we're... It feels, it feels like MCU reality. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think our really, other than that first scene with the notebook, the, the next time that we, we actually think that like, oh, there's a different, there's a different reality that's beyond the television reality. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so I think that's the episode. That is the episode. So uh, important Easter eggs. We talked about, um, it's a direct homage to the, the Brady Bunch. There's the, yep. the three by three grid that, you know, nowadays looks like a, a Zoom meeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, you wouldn't recognize from back then, but yes. Right. Um, uh, I mentioned this. The twins are taken directly from the comic. Even, comics even being called Billy and Tommy. Yep. Or Tommy and Billy. Yep. Um, they are in the comic. They are fake. They are just figments of, uh, um, not her imagination, but her creation. Yes. Um, uh, but of course, they come back. Yeah. They, they, it turns out there is a reality where they actually exist. And that's, yeah, and they that's come back, thing. and and they come back into the main reality because comics. Yes, yes. This happens in comics. If there's a popular character in a comic book, yes, yeah, like, oh, we that, like that this character movie. dies or is no longer in the reality, yep. you can guarantee that comic that comic book character will come back in some form. Yeah. So they come back in a one of them is called Wiccan, and the other is called Speed. I think. Yeah, those are terrible names. They're, they're given different last names too. Yeah, which um, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so one of them has like witch powers like Wanda, the other one's like speed powers like Pietro. Yeah. Um, and, which, uh, which is weird. That's her brother. It's not yeah. the father of her, her children. Yeah, there's some weird Pietro Wanda stuff in the comics that we don't want to get into either. Okay, let's pretend that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But yes, those two do come back. And I don't, I'm not exactly sure how they come back, but they come back. Okay. Uh, and Wiccan is actually a, an important character in uh, contemporary comics because huh. he, he is the paramour of a of a, a, a more famous character that that is Hulkling. Have you ever heard of Hulkling? Hmm. No. They're they're a same sex character couple 
one of the first in Marvel. It's like a kid of Hulk plus a kid of. I don't think it's a kid of Hulk. It's he's a Cree or or something. Weird. All right. There's a lot that's weird. Sure. In the comic world, it's hard. It comics. We're just gonna leave it with that. Comics. Yeah. Hey. Exclamation point. Um, I thought the uh, the song at the end is great. Pretty awesome. It's, it's it's daydream. It's daydream believer by the monkeys. Yes. Uh, and if anybody knows anything about the history of the monkeys, they were a totally made up fake band. Yep. Like none of the the monkeys actually really did anything. They were just like, they were created as a advertising thing to sell records. There was a there was a different band that like played the instruments and sang all the songs and wrote all the songs and stuff like that. But then they had this different group that was like they put up out in front to look like the Beatles essentially. And then to have a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> called the Monkeys. They had a TV show called the Monkeys. But so this is Daydream Believer, which is a banger by the way. Yeah. It d- doesn't song. mean that the song this that's oh, the interesting great. yeah. Like you know someone had to make this actual fake yeah. we'll talk about fake songs later. <laughs> but songs <laughs> made you know only to exist in the fiction. Uh-huh. And so they that's that's a such a weird interesting thing of this is like only in the 60s like you'd create a, a fake yeah. band with like someone has to make the music for the fake band so they have to make real music and uh right those ended up being good songs yeah yeah man i believe that there were there was a couple of monkey songs and they were all about believing which is weird yeah it's it's again like the snake eating its tail kind of thing like everything yeah. was based around their fake reality of like mm-hmm. Are we talking about the band? What are we talking about here? Yeah. So anyway, daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Yeah. So, anything so, else? Do we? What do we? Do we hit every note? I think that's everything that happened in the episode. I will say at the end of this, I am totally freaking out. So, this, the shock of seeing Geraldine landing in that field and just mm-hmm. knowing there's this whole—I think you see this energy field around. Right. Like she had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm uh that that was pretty if this is the part i believe a lot of people started to get in if they weren't in before because you only had little hints that there's this other reality but people really started getting into it at this point yeah and i think you know one of the things that happens in this episode and it's a great sort of tool from furthering the plot is there are these breaks in the reality Mm -hmm. so you really are wondering who's in control is it Wanda? Is it somebody else? Is it a combination? And who would it be? So this is when you really started to see the ramped up speculation of how everything is happening. Yeah. So this is this was this was the I think the first week that I remember where everybody that you knew that was watching the show, you were talking to that person. Yeah. And being like, who do you think it is? What's going on? What's going on? And there was this whole week, and this is the the beauty of the show being released episode a week, episode a week, episode mm-hmm. a week. Um, was great for this. Yeah, and th- this is this is when I sort of speculate: is this like the Twin Peaks of the MCU? Like this was, yeah. You know, when we get into it, next episode does reveal quite a bit. This though might be the height of the mystery. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's certainly more mysteries that to unveil but like this yeah this is like pure like i have no because idea what's going on. because there's no idea what's going on we get two sort of 
if you think about, there's a great chapter in um, in uh, Lord of the Rings. It's called Shadows of the Past, mm-hmm. where Gandalf mm-hmm. basically tells the entire story of the history of the Ring to Frodo. Yeah, uh, and there's also that happens really early in Lord of the Rings, and then there's also when you think about um, if you've read the Harry Potter novels or if you've seen the movie, the King's Cross Station at the very end mm-hmm. um, of Deathly Hallows, you know, Gandalf has like a similar sort of sit down as a dead person, spoiler alert, with Harry, where he kind of tells him all this backstory where they go over yeah. everything. And um, we're gonna get a couple of episodes coming up where we get some backstory. Right. Uh, but right now we are, like you said, completely lost. And we're a third of the way through the series. <laughs> exactly. That's what's cool about this. Like there's no, there's no answers yet. Yeah. And we don't even know the right questions. Yeah. Which because, is, I, yeah. because spoiler alert, we asked a lot of the wrong questions. As it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. As it turns out. So. Yeah. And, and I, I really did enjoy that. And uh, it, it, I did get to watch some of it again here. I think this, this show does hold up on rewatch. It's not just the mystery that, that pulls you through. Mm-hmm. There's, there's almost more things to enjoy knowing yeah. you know, what to look for. So, so there's lots of other references that a lot of people saw in this show that maybe weren't intended. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of, and, and, and it, when I say intended, I don't mean intended to foreshadow. There's okay. nothing is out of place. Right. I don't think like no, no one puts a, you know, you know, we talked about in the animated, um, uh, intro in the last episode there was like a helmet from a classic villain named the grim reaper uh that was clearly intended right to be there but spoiler alert it doesn't foreshadow anything right right in the show right so there's lots of little messages like that everybody looks at every little um number that you see on the screen whether Mm -hmm. it be like a a house number Mm -hmm. or uh you know a, a number on a sign or any of that stuff and they try to read into what those numbers mean in yeah. relationship to them oh it's like 666 it's clearly Mephisto, the demon the <laughs> devil whatever yeah it's like sometimes they're just trying to bleep with you and yeah like trying to be it's great you know yeah. not some representation of one of the various marvel realities like you know the main Marvel reality is 616 and then yeah. you know there's others that are more famous and I, or, or sometimes like the, it's a reference only because the the writer read all the Marvel stuff leading up to it, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, that's cool. I'll put it in there." Yeah, I need to have a house number here, yeah. set designer. Use this one. They're like, "Okay, <laughs> sure, why not?" And I, I do think the show is very consistent in that. Um, as we realize more, a lot of these things are character driven. Like the Hydra references, I think, as we figure out what causes everything, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I think it's important, and we're going to get a little bit more of this later, but it's important to think about Wanda's history yeah, and to think about you know, what she has gone through, uh, because that's going to inform the way that the show should be seen Yeah, in those eyes. Totally. Those eyes. So, yeah. so anyway. All right. All that's right. It. We got through number three. So we've got six more. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, we might try to double up a couple of these in, in future episodes. We'll see if we can... Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see. It'll go. We still have, we still have, uh, you know, six of these to go through, and there's, 
they get longer as the show went on <laughs> there's we will actually have more to talk about not that we didn't have yeah. a lot to talk about here yeah and but. and and what we're gonna do is we're gonna really get you know we've gone we've gone 50s 60s 70s now you know once we get in the 80s 90s that's our wheelhouse in terms of like the shows that we were watching is yeah like that were live right that's why i don't think we can combine them because <laughs> i'm gonna have a lot to say about the 80s for sure uh, the 80s yeah anyhow Alyssa what? milano my first uh, uh celebrity crush really yeah there we go things revealed on dad pods these things revealed uh yeah Alyssa, Alyssa milano i mean barbara eden mm-hmm. you know watching reruns but in terms of like something that was like live on television that i was just like oh my god she's like almost my age she's like cute and she's funny and she plays sports right it's like everything I wanted in 1985. Would beat up on Danny Pintaro. Exactly. Who the hell's Danny Pintaro? Uh, I know oh, he's yeah. the little kid. Yeah. I've met Danny Pintaro. <laughs> okay, that'll be on, on next episode of Dad. On Pod. next we'll episode. Explain, we'll explain all of the, the, the meeting of uh, Danny Pintaro. It's not that interesting, but yes, I've Probably met him. Yeah. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, no one sings about Danny Pintaro. Or no one does. does. Lots of people talk about Dan, uh, Tony Danza, but oh, he's he's quite the guy. All right, I think we that's digress. it. All right, uh, thank you. Rate, subscribe, review, do all that stuff, or not. We're not yeah. gonna. We're not your moms. I hope you uh, watch the show. If, if this hasn't enticed you to watch it, I don't know what yeah. will. Or you know what? If you don't watch WandaVision, listen to our next episode. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you'll need. All right. Thank Good you. Good night. Good night.